Well, good morning. We made it Friday morning. Another nice week in the province, and the weather continues. And by the way, from what we're hearing, the groundhog did not see a shadow, which means we should have an early spring. Maybe this is just going to continue forward. We know the temperatures are cooling down a little bit next week. We also know some moisture is on the way, which we need that. We have to welcome, it might even come in the way of rain, they're saying, over the later part of the weekend. But all in all, mild temperatures for the next foreseeable future. Well, I'm so glad you joined us this morning. We've got lots to talk about. We've talked a lot on the show about the Emergencies Act since last week's federal court ruling used to show that it was unconstitutional in its youth. Many conversations about this. This morning, we're going to check in with criminologist Michael Kempa from the University of Ottawa and get his take. He's writing a book, actually, on the trucker convoy and how Canada responded to it. So we'll check in on that. Recent discussion by the federal government, too, seriously delaying the proposed change to the medical assistance in dying. This is the change that was going to add mental illness as a recognized condition for MAID. They have now kicked that can down the road about three years. I've got MP Michael Cooper, who's the conservative critic for Democratic Reform, who thinks it should be scrapped altogether. We'll be talking to him. And, of course, Friday means bugs and hugs happening at 10 o'clock. Time now for the big talker. Let's get down to business, shall we? Welcome. Let's begin. The Evan Bray Show. The Big Talker. Well, we've been chatting about teachers a fair bit, of course, in the cities of Moose Jaw, Prince Albert, North Battleford, and other communities throughout the province. They hit the picket line yesterday, kicking off what is said to be a series of rotating one-day strikes. Education Minister Jeremy Cockrell who was joining us last mid-January. It's a couple weeks down the road now. We thought this would be a good time to check in with the education minister and get an update from the province's side as to where things are at. Minister Cockrell, thanks so much for taking our call this morning. Hey, glad to be here. So I asked President Samantha Beacott uh, on Wednesday when I was talking to her about conversations that are happening behind the scenes. We're hearing... You know, you and President Beacott in the media, we're seeing stories written in the media, billboards, all of these different things going on, even social media. But are there communications happening? You and I chatted last on January 16th, I think. Have you been able to talk to her in there? And, and is it showing any sign of progress? You know, I'd say, you know, uh, Miss Beacott and I, we had the opportunity to have uh, a number of, of one-on-one conversations in uh, December and January. You know, since obviously uh, the STF has decided to take job action, um, you know, been respectful of that, and those conversations haven't occurred. Again, the conversation we really want to have isn't the one on social media, isn't even the one with you, Evan. It's, it's at the bargaining table, and so that's, uh, that's really where we want to have a conversation. When I talked with President Beacott, I talked about the fact that teachers are indicating their wages and the fact that they want to address classroom complexity are very much negotiable items. There's a lot of people making you know big noise about the facts that teachers are asking for 2% a year plus the cost of living and how much is that going to be. President Beacott said, look, that's our starting position. And if we can ever get to the bargaining table, we can figure out where we're going to end. So my question for you, Minister, is... 7% over three years, and classroom complexity not in the contract. Is that stamped final offer? No, I mean, 7% is our initial offer. And, you know, that is, uh, again, an initial offer. And we want to, we would like to have uh, conversations about salary and benefits and pension at the bargaining table. It's really difficult to do that uh, when you're not at the bargaining table. You know, but 
as I've been clear before, I mean, the 23.4% increase that is the STF's initial uh, demand, that doesn't work for us as government and certainly the taxpayers of this province. We want to make sure that teachers are well compensated, but it also has to be a fair and reasonable deal for the taxpayers of this province. When it comes to classroom complexity, um, we, we, are, we are firm that that does not belong in a provincially bargained agreement. We are making progress on class complexity, I would say, in terms of several of the pilots that I've announced. Um, you know, I, I even met with a teacher uh, just this week with, uh, who teaches at one of the schools that's going to be a part of our specialized support classroom pilot. I know they were excited about seeing this come to their school and both the positive, uh, really the, the positive hope that I think this might offer in terms of dealing with complexity issues. But again, that's how we want to deal with classroom complexity directly with the school divisions and school staff. And, you know, that, that's how we look, are looking to address that. The education minister, Jeremy Cockrell, is my guest this morning. So on the, on the issue of classroom complexity, through the, the pilot that you've announced and, and other conversations that you've had, in fact, in the, in the budget, in the 2023 budget, back at the, you know, in the spring of this year, there was a line in there that was set to address classroom complexity. Here's the question. Is there a way that it could be included? You're going to be spending the money. I'm guessing the province of Saskatchewan, you yourself have said classroom complexity is an issue. You're going to be spending money on classroom complexity. And I've heard you say repeatedly, it has no place in the collective agreement. Is there a place in a collective agreement for a memorandum that might guarantee X amount of dollars? You spent, let's say, $53 million, as as you have used as an example, $53 million on classroom complexity without getting into specifics of how it would be spent. Is that a possibility? Because what the teachers are saying is they don't trust there will be follow-through on this important issue. You know, I, I will reiterate again, I, I think the place for uh, the discussions around how how dollars are allocated and how school divisions are resourced, that, that is a discussion for government and school divi- locally elected school divisions uh, to have. To put that in a provincially bargained agreement, again, I, as I said before, that's really taking the role of local school boards and giving that to the leadership of the teachers' union. We're not prepared to give that up. Uh, on behalf of government and as well as the 27 local school divisions that we have in the province. So again, we, we do not believe it belongs uh, in the provincial agreement at all. But as I said before, we've, we are committed uh, to working on these issues and that's our commitment to the 13,000 some teachers in this province as well as all the other staff that work in our schools each and every day as well as to the people of the province. Uh, you know, I know we, uh, we want to ensure that uh, our kids have the best opportunity for a quality education in this province. So I, I like I feel like we're <laughs> we're dancing around on this issue a bit, Minister Cockrell. I so my I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying that that decision around how to address classroom complexity uh, lies with the province, lies with the school boards, with input. I'm guessing from teachers, frontline staff that work in the classrooms every day. So without talking about how it will be addressed. Knowing you're going to spend money, um, I, I, probably a quick answer to the question, would you be willing to at least put a dollar figure in the collective agreement guaranteeing that's what you're going to spend? What we're working on right now, Evan, is, and again, I'm Moose Jaw today meeting with Prairie South School Division, Holy Trinity Catholic School Division. Uh, I'm working with all the school divisions in terms of talking about uh, what the issues are, how we can solve that. Uh, we've got a provincial budget coming up in March, and, uh, you know, the, again, that's why I'm out there meeting with school divisions, trying to understand how we resource them 
to address these issues of classroom complexity. So there was just a, an Incitrix po- a poll that was done. And I mean, those are, they're not hard and fast. They're just a bit of a pulse of, of where people are. And when you break it down, it shows if you dig into the people that are most affected by the teacher strikes, the, the largest percentage of those people are siding still with the teachers, even if they're being, in some cases, extremely impacted in their personal life by a strike, they're still, the majority of them, it shows, are siding with the teachers. Is that a concern to you and and the province? Well, I mean, the concern to me is that the people most affected by the strike are our kids, right? And, you know, whether that's, you know, a work-to-rule situation, whether that's rolling strikes, whether that's a province-wide strike, uh, anytime that we don't have our children in Saskatchewan in the classroom, and able to participate in extracurricular activities, pardon me, um, that is a concern for me. And that's really what this is all about. And I would say if, if this is really all about the kids, then I think it's time for the Teachers Federation to actually come back to the bargaining table and continue talking about our initial offers on both sides and get to a deal because, again, uh, it, this, this long term is not good to see our kids affected and out of school. Fair enough. I, I, I don't think you're going to get anyone that'll disagree with you on it. I think what I'm asking is, are you worried about the impact this could have on your party and the, even the next provincial election? You know, I, you know, I think we are, the moves that we've made on classroom complexity, you know, in the last several weeks show that, uh, you know, in my view that we are out there, we're listening as, as MLAs and as Minister of Education. Uh, to the realities that are happening in our classroom. We are working actively to try and address those. You know, and again, we know it's important to people in this province, whether you whether you are a parent or your grandparent, or really you just care about the future of the province and want to make sure that we have a well-educated next generation. So again, you know, I think the, the best that I can do is to listen and then take action and try and address some of these issues. I, I feel like I'm doing that every day. I know that uh, my colleagues and my caucus colleagues and cabinet colleagues were were focused on doing that, and so you know we're gonna. That's what we're gonna focus on going forward. Education Minister Jeremy Cockerell is my guest. One of my frustrations uh, through this has been because I feel like we have literally been reaching to every corner of the province to talk to anyone that has anything to do with education, with a large void when it comes to school boards. Uh, school boards have not been willing to come on the air and talk. And, and I mean, I get that they, they can't comment on the current bargaining situation. You know, my frustration is, and I don't need you to comment on this, Minister, is I think they could come on and talk about some of the complexities that they're dealing with in schools. But that's my fight. But I did see a post just recently from the chair of the Regina Public School Board stating that last year's funding in the budget geared towards education was not sufficient. The school boards are with the province at the bargaining table on the same side of the table. What are the conversations you're having with them on these complexities and the urgency to deal with them? Yeah, you know, I would I would characterize um, the conversations I'm having with school boards across the province as, as very frank and open discussions. And that's what I invited when I became minister and sat down with all the board chairs through the Saskatchewan School Boards Association. I said, I'm coming to your community. I want to meet with you and your and your board and your staff. And I want you to be honest and frank with me about challenges that you're facing and then ideas for solutions on how we address those. And so, you know, I think, as I said, I, I think I now I've met after today, I'll have met with uh, 20 or 21 of the 27 school divisions in this province over the last couple months, working on uh, on finishing that list here uh, in, the, in the upcoming weeks. 
but you know really it's it's so fascinating to me we have such a diverse province the the intricacies and uniquenesses of all of our communities across the province uh you know, hey, we, we face similar challenges, but I think the solutions are going to look a little bit different in all these communities. And, and that's part of the, the challenge. The, the fun of the job is trying to figure out how we do that uh, in Moose Jaw, how we do that in Creighton, how we do that in North Battleford, and how we do that in Regina. And so uh, that's certainly what I'm, what I'm seized with uh, every day. Education Minister Jeremy Cockrell, I've only got a minute or so left with you. Just a couple of quick things. In January, when we chatted last, I asked you about the possibility of binding arbitration. I feel like both sides have dug in. Both sides are saying, pointing a finger across the table and saying, you're not willing to bend. I don't know where this is going to resolve itself. You're saying you're there, but you're not changing your position. You want them to come to the table. They're saying the same thing. I'm going to ask you again, is binding arbitration, where both of you would have to agree, a possibility? No. I, I want to get a deal done at the table. And I, and I even think, Evan, you know, with all due respect, your, your characterization is, is maybe a little bit flawed in the sense that, uh, as, as you've indicated and as we talked about today, I mean, they've had made an initial offer, we've made an initial offer, that's where you start on bargaining, right? Yeah. You work uh, to find a middle ground. Um, you know, you know, the other pieces on the, on the classroom complexity piece, we, we've made progress on that. Government has shown that we're willing to, to make, to make moves and to address those issues. And it, you know what? The other important piece is that, you know, it was the teachers federation that stormed out of the bargaining room, that declared an impasse, that requested the conciliators report. Unfortunately, they're the ones that have left the bargaining table. And I, I really want to invite them back to the bargaining table because that's where we're going to get the deal done. That's where we want to get a deal done that's going to be good for teachers, it's going to be good for kids, it's going to be good for the province. I said uh, yesterday we were talking about teachers and how they can play such an important role in our lives and have an impact. And I said, I don't care who you are, you're the president of the STF, you're the education minister, you have a teacher in your life that made a difference. Who would it be for you? Well, even before I got to school, my mom really was key in terms of fostering my love of reading especially, which is key, you know, lifelong you know, really, when, when I got to school, it was probably my grade 7 and 8 social studies teacher, Mr. Morris, uh, also my first basketball coach, somebody who uh, became very influential uh, in my life, uh, I would say, uh, in the classroom, obviously, but also on the basketball court. And, you know, some of those, some of those lessons I, uh, I still hear in my head every day now. Education Minister Jeremy Cockrell, thanks so much for this. Why don't we chat next week when you guys have finally got a deal at the table? I would love that. Okay, we'll plan on that. Minister Cockrell, thanks for taking the call again. Thanks, Evan. Talk to you later. The teacher saga continues in the province. You just heard from Education Minister Jeremy Cockrell. We haven't yet heard about the next day of rotating strikes for the teachers. They, of course, were out yesterday in parts of Saskatchewan. We can keep an eye on the STF website, and, of course, there will be an announcement when they decide what their next move will be. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, thanks again for joining me this morning on Groundhog Day when the groundhog did not see his shadow. And so, yes, we are, according to the fable, expecting an early spring. Definitely feels like spring-like temperatures right now. We talked a bit last week about the Emergencies Act when the federal court decided that it was not used properly and it was used actually in an unconstitutional manner. I've got a criminologist joining me in just a second who was actually supportive of its use and now is going to break down where he thinks they stumbled. Michael Kempa, 
Associate Professor of Criminology from the University of Ottawa, joins me next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.